Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website is scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, this morning we are resuming and actually completing our study in the book of Romans. So we're going to read chapters 15 and 16 today, which will wrap up uh, this study, which has been a very challenging one. Um, very interesting one, and uh, I just really pray that uh, all of you have been blessed as we've worked through this, and there's definitely been some challenges, and there's probably some things I haven't gotten perfect or things that I've failed to spend enough time on, uh, but I think it's been a pretty great study all in all. This morning, uh, Paul is going to be closing his letter to the Romans, to the Roman church. And uh, 15 is really just a continuation of 14. So if you remember last week, chapter 14 was Paul uh, preaching that you shouldn't be judgmental towards your weaker brother or sister in the faith, right? Meaning, you know, they, they may feel like they have to or they can't eat meat as an example he gives a couple examples you know they might have some some of these things uh, in their faith that they feel that they need to do or or have to do and maybe you don't feel like you need to do those things because you you're resting in the, the liberty of of what christ has done don't be standing afar off and like judging them about it right and furthermore don't be doing things that's going to cause them to stumble or can be harmful to their faith right so we went through all of that and we talked about all that i should also note uh, because i feel like there can be some confusion he's not saying don't judge them if they're blatantly living a sinful life right this isn't accept every little thing they do which is what's been taught in our culture no, that's not what Paul's getting at. He's simply talking about some rights that they may feel like they need to do as part of their relationship to God that maybe you don't feel like you need to do. Don't be judging them about it. And likewise, if you feel like you need to do it, don't be judging them if they don't feel like they need to do it. But it has nothing to, but he's, what he's not talking about is simple behavior. So no, we don't just embrace everything. We don't just accept everything into the church, every filth. That is not what's being taught there. And so it's important to distinguish that. So chapter 15, he's going to start off by just saying, hey, rather than judge them about these things, you who are stronger, um, help them. You know, like help bear their burdens. Help them bear their burdens. Strengthen them. Edify them. This is really important work that that we should be doing especially for those who are new to the faith, right? You can't expect a, a newborn or a toddler to have the same wisdom and understanding as a 30-year-old, okay? And that's, and that's kind of the, how, the, how the faith works. You grow in your faith and in your relationship with Christ. It's, it's not instant. You don't, you don't just get saved and instantly you're walking perfectly or you know what I mean it takes time God has to teach you these things okay that's enough introduction there's not going to be a lot of commentary for me today because it's very 
clear what Paul's saying. And it's mostly him closing out and giving his final statements. And so I pray in the powerful name of Jesus that you'll be blessed this morning. All right, let's have a look at what the scriptures have to say for us today. Romans 15, verse 1. Now we who are strong ought to bear the weakness of those without strength, and not just please ourselves. Each of us is to please his neighbor for his good to his edification. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who are reproached you feel you fell on me. For whatever was written in earlier times was written to our instruction, so that through perseverance and encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. Now may the God who gives perseverance and encouragement grant to you to be of the same mind with one another according to Christ, so that With one accord you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, accept one another, just as Christ accepted us to the glory of God. For I say that Christ has become a servant to the circumcision on behalf of the truth of God to confirm the promise given to the fathers and for the Gentiles to glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore will I give praise to you among the Gentiles. And I will sing to your name again, he says, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the people praise him. Again, Isaiah says, There shall come the root of Jesse, And he who arises to rule over the Gentiles, in him shall the Gentiles hope. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And concerning you, my brethren, I myself also am convinced that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able also to admonish one another. But I have written very boldly to you on some points, so as to remind you again, because of the grace that was given me from God, to be a minister of Christ, Jesus to the Gentiles, ministering as a priest the gospel of God, so that my offering of the Gentiles may become acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in Christ Jesus have I found reason for boasting in things pertaining to God. For I will not presume to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me, resulting in the obedience of the Gentiles by word and deed and the power of signs and wonders and the power of the Spirit, so that from Jerusalem and round about, as far as Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. And thus I have aspired to preach the gospel not where Christ was already named, so that I would not build on another man's foundation. But as it is written, they who had no news of him shall see, and they who have not heard shall understand. 
For this reason, I have often been prevented from coming to you. But now, with no further place for me in these regions, and since I have had for many years a longing to come to you whenever I go to Spain, for I hope to see you in passing, and to be helped on my way there by you when I have first enjoyed your company for a while. But now, I am going to Jerusalem serving the saints, for Macedonia and Achaia have been pleased to make a contribution for the poor among the saints in Jerusalem. Yes, they were pleased to do so, and they are indebted to them. For if the Gentiles have shared in their spiritual things, they are indebted to minister to them also in material things. Therefore, when I have finished this and have put my seal on this fruit of theirs, I will go on by way of you to Spain. I know that when I come to you, I will come in the fullness of the blessing of Christ. Please note. So Paul's, as he's wrapping up his letter, he's, you know, he's telling them he really wants to come to them. So this wasn't like, this letter wasn't like written while he was imprisoned in Rome. This is a letter that he wrote to the Roman church. And he's saying, I'm excited to come to you, but for now I've got to go to Jerusalem, right? Um, but eventually, he will end up going to Rome, but it's going to be by that that process of, well, you know the story. And so, it's hard to really know for sure, you know, when everything takes place, and there's different opinions on that, but clearly he's he's wrapping up and, and he's saying he's excited to come to them. Uh, but he's got other places to be. And he also points out that, you know, I there is one thing that I'll boast in. You know, we're not, I'm not going to boast in myself, but I will boast in the things that God has done through me. And, you know, Paul points out the fact that he didn't just go and build upon what was already established. He went to the places where no one had ever heard of Christ and he ministered to the Gentiles, and he set up churches. And he points out, he quotes scripture here, he says, They who had no news of him shall see, and they who have not heard shall understand. And so he's, he's saying, this is why I haven't come to you yet. He says, for this reason I have often been prevented from coming to you. Because he's been busy doing, setting up churches and preaching the gospel in places where he where no one had ever heard of it. But he's saying, now that I've done that, and there's really not much places left for me in that region to go, now I'm wanting to come to Rome. Verse 30, he says, Now I urge you, brethren, by our Lord Jesus Christ, and by the love of the Spirit, to strive together with me in your prayers to God for me, that I may be rescued from those who are who are disobedient in Judea, and that my service for Jerusalem may prove acceptable to the saints, so that I may come to you in joy by the will of God and find refreshing rest in your company. Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. So he's saying, I ask that you would pray for me, basically, that I might be rescued from those who are disobedient, he's talking about disobedient to the gospel. So there was many Jews in Judea who rejected the gospel. 
and they were ready and prepared to attack Paul. Um, as we have seen through other stories that we've read, he, he basically, he knows he's going to Jerusalem and he knows that some terrible trouble awaits him there. So he's, he's saying, please pray for me when I go to Jerusalem. Uh, and he knows who's going to do the persecuting. It, it, it was the, it's going to be the Jews who have rejected Messiah. All right. One last chapter here. Chapter 16 is very short. It's just kind of the ending of the letter. He says, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, who is a servant of the church which is at Centuria, that you receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints, and that you help her with whatever matter she may have need of you. For she herself has also been a helper of many, and of myself as well. Greet Prisca and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who for my life risked their own necks, to whom not only do I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles also greet the church that is in their house. Greet Aventius, my beloved, who is the first convert to Christ from Asia. Greet Mary, who has worked hard for you. Greet Adronicus and Junus, my kinsmen and my fellow prisoners, who are outstanding among the apostles, who also were in Christ before me. Greet Amplus, my beloved, in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and Stachis, my beloved. Greet Apelles, and approved in Christ. Greet those who are of the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my kinsman. Greet those of the household of Narcissus, who are in the Lord. Greet Thyphenia and Typosa, who workers who are workers in the Lord. Greet Persis, the beloved, who has worked hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, a choice man in the Lord, also his mother and mine. Greet Asyncritus, Philagon, Hermes, Patrobus, Hermas, and the brethren with them. Greet Philogus and Julia, Nereus and his sister Olympus, and all the saints who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ greet you. Please note, here's what the whole holy kiss thing is about, because this gets taken out of... Con- gets, it's one of those things that gets uh, abused or taken out of context. It's they, There was this custom that was really a Jewish custom that continued with the church, the early church. It was a practice, basically. It was a kiss on the forehead to believers and... Um, you know, many people who came into the church were an outcast, you know, from their own families. And so this was just kind of like an embrace. It's, it's not what some have made it out to be. Verse 17. Now I urge you, brethren, to keep your eye on those who cause dissensions and hindrance contrary to the teaching which you learned and turn away from them. So he's saying, look, the people who, who try to cause trouble and stir up trouble within the church, turn, turn away from them. For such men are slaves, not of our Lord Christ, but of their own appetites. And by their smooth and flattering speech, they deceive the hearts of the unsuspecting. 
For the report of your obedience has reached to all. Therefore I am rejoicing over you, but I want you to be wise in what is good and innocent and what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Timothy, my fellow worker, greets you. And so do Lucius and Jason and Softer, my kinsmen. And I, Tertius, who write this letter, greet you in the Lord. Please note, I see people make this error. Paul starts this whole letter identifying himself as the author, right? And the things that he says and points out about himself we know historically is Paul. But some will read this little note here where it says, I, Tertius, who write this letter, greet you in the Lord. And they think, oh, it wasn't Paul. It was Tertius. No, Tertius was Paul's secretary. <laughs> Basically, Paul dictates it. He writes it. It's, it's just a personal, he's just inserting a personal greeting along with all the other people who are delivering the letter saying, hey, I also, the one who who's physically writing this, greets you also. That's all that is. Verse 23. Gaius, host to me and to the whole church greets you. Erstus, the city treasurer, greets you. And Cortus, the brother, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery which has been kept secret for long ages past, but now is manifested and by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of the eternal God and has been made known to all the nations, leading to the obedience of faith, to the only wise God through Jesus Christ be the glory forever. Amen. And there you have it, friends. That is the book of Romans. And I realize that these last two chapters today haven't been overly exciting. Uh, it's important to note that, again, this was a letter. It wasn't divided into chapters. It was written to the Romans. And it's one of the most important uh, letters for understanding Christian doctrine that we have in all of Scripture. Uh, it answers a lot of questions. It addresses a lot of, of things. And we could go through this a dozen times and not get it all. There's so much there to study. And so I encourage you to look through it yourself. Even these last two chapters that I've had to read kind of quickly this morning, there's stuff being said in there that, that could use some more attention. And so... Remember that at the end of the day, you're responsible for your own study and your own relationship with God. Um, but I'm hoping and praying that the work I'm doing is helping you and strengthening you and edifying you and doing all those things that Paul is commanding us to do uh, in these last two chapters of the book of Romans. Well, that's all I have for you. Uh, as far as what's next... Um, I'm leaning towards just continuing on and moving right into Corinthians for next week. Uh, but we'll see. I'm going to pray about it. I'm working on a new book, which I'll have some more information about for long. I've just now started outlining it, so it's not going to be ready for a while. But So there's some things in the mix, and I'm just praying that God would give me direction. And so I ask that you would pray for me also, that God would show me what to be focusing on next as far as the podcast is concerned for our Wednesday episodes, for our Friday episodes. Um, 
and all of that. Uh, last thing, this prod- broadcast is 100% listener supported. So if you're willing and able, uh, please consider supporting it by going to scriptureandprophecy.com. There's a tab there that says support and donate, and it gives you all the options there. And if you're listening on YouTube, it's in the description below. All right, my friends, peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.